We'll continue with our Verizon IndyCar Series post-race press conference, joined now by the driver of the number six Lucas Oil SPM Honda, Robert Wickens. Robert, we'll just jump right into it. Obviously, what was looking to be your your first win in your first race in IndyCar, unfortunately, torn away on the last couple of laps there. Can you take us through in your perspective what happened at the end of that race? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, first off, I got to thank the team because we had a pretty good day. Obviously, it didn't end well at all. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, on the, on the restart, I mean, I don't know what the series was, was doing really, but um, they never turned the, the lights off the pace car. And they did an entirely different pace car procedure than what they had done every other yellow flag the whole day. So um, as the leader, I didn't, I didn't have my opportunity to control the pace because we just followed the, the pace car the whole time, and then he just came into the pits. Um, so I want some explanation on that, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, the restart was the restart. I felt like I wasn't able to get the jump that I needed to, to get a gap. We both were on the, the push to pass. He obviously got a slipstream. Um, I defended a little bit, but then I realized uh, if I went any further, it would have been a, a blocking. So I, I opened up, let him take the inside, and just broke as late as possible and gave him enough space on the inside. Um, and from my point of view, he broke too late. The track was too dirty offline. I mean, it's been terrible there all day. Um, it's been a bad all weekend. I mean, even in warm-up, I mean, it was, it was really hard when, when, whenever you tried it. But um, my opinion, he just went too deep, locked the rears, and, and slid into me. I mean, there's no really other explanation to it. Um, the only pity is he carried on to a podium, and, and I ended up in the fence. Questions for Robert. We do have a wireless mic. Patrick? And I know this will be tough to swallow. When do you think you can start processing the good things that happened today? Well, I mean, I want to make it very clear. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very proud of the job that I did today. I mean, there's no, uh, you know, for sure I'm, I'm disappointed, but it's, you know, in your, in your rookie race, I've, you know, also, honestly, it's why I didn't really fight him that hard. I gave him more than enough space on the inside because even if I finished P2 in that, I would have been ecstatic. I mean, it... Uh, it's just a shame, you know, I mean, the day went so well, the whole weekend went so well, getting a surprise poll, and then, you know, everyone, you know, to be honest, even myself, I'm like, oh, well, can I convert this into a, a full 110 lap race, and I mean, I think we proved a lot of people that we could, and the team's capable of it, I felt like um, I was just in a good zone today, you know, we, we controlled the pace, I could build a gap when I needed to build a gap, I was hitting the fuel targets we had set, and still building gaps, and it was, uh, it was just a good day until uh, the 109th lap. Yes, Bruce. Uh, at the start of the race, it looked like Will tried to, you know, make a, a dive bomb pass on you, and it didn't work, but he was a little grumpy about that. What was your view of the start involving Will? Um, I was surprised he tried to keep his nose in in turn two. I gave him enough space for him to do what he wanted, but, I mean, I don't know where he was going because he definitely wouldn't have been on the outside of me for turn three. Um, and, uh, I saw in my mirror that, um, I think he's, did he spin? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that he, he had spun or, you know, in my mirrors, I saw him at least having a big oversteer, but in my mind, I, I saw him there. I gave him enough space and, um, it just didn't work out for him. Other questions for Robert? Yes, Aaron.
I asked Graham a few minutes ago about the shadows, and he mentioned the he, he related it to ice. I know you're from Canada, so it's, you're probably familiar there too. The, the front straight was very slippery, especially on the paint. Um, you mentioned that in, the whole day went very well. That's a, a huge chunk of laps that you're running up front and trying not to mess up. How, I guess, worried were you about messing up? How, how tight were you, or was it just complete comfort? Um, you know, the restarts are always nerve-wracking, right? But uh, as soon as we got through a restart and I was able to build up a healthy gap, I mean, I, I was kind of back into, my, back into my groove, you know? Oh, it's freezing in here. But, uh, but yeah, it... Uh, you know, I felt very comfortable today. I mean, I'd say more than I even expected I, I would have given, you know, I mean, I've never done a, a race with, with three pit stops before, but it, uh, you know, on those restarts, you know, it was so slippery on the paint, on braking, almost everywhere, but that kind of carried through the whole weekend, so it wasn't really a big surprise, but it actually, online got pretty grippy by the end in turn one, um, but on the contrary, it made offline even worse, so... Passing was always tough. You never knew, you know, how hard to go or how late to do it. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, maybe Alex found <laughs> the limit because uh, as far as I'm aware, he, he's not getting a penalty for what he did, which is uh, kind of interesting to me. Any final questions for Robert? We'll end with Bruce. Oh, sorry, Tony. Tony and then Bruce. Yep. Um, Robbie, how clear were you on the restart rules and kind of the push-to-pass rules in terms of when you could get on it, when you could go with it being one or so laps to go? Very. You know, the, the team kept me in the loop. They told me on that restart that you can use push-to-pass immediately. And um, so I, I was ready. The only thing that I don't understand is that the pace car didn't turn off his lights and didn't let me control the field. So, I mean, from my point of view, I felt like I got put in a pretty bad spot. Because if you look at all the restart, restarts prior, I didn't even have to use, I mean, you can't use it, but, you know, I would build enough gap that it was never a problem. Bruce. Robbie, when you were in Atlantic in 2007, there was this guy in Champ Car winning a lot of races named Sebastian Bourdais. Now your first car race in IndyCar, he ends up winning the race. You know, 11 years later, does it almost kind of seem like he's been around forever to you? I don't know how to answer that one, but, uh, you know, I found out yesterday that he got pulled on his debut here in St. Pete in 2003, so I was uh, quite a bit younger, but uh, by no means, I mean, it, you know, hats off to him, he, he still got it at that age, I hope I can do the same. The, the, team, the team did a great job keeping me in the loop on where everyone was, and I actually, because we had different strategies, I had to pass Seb on track twice. Um, throughout the day, so it wasn't, uh, I was no, I mean, the whole race was a bit confusing because different strategies, and that was, I've never experienced a race with that many different options of strategy that you could do, you know, like I passed, I passed Graham at some point in the race, but like our, our strategies were so different that it was like, I wasn't sure if I lapped him or if I passed him or, you know, you're just kind of passing cars and moving on to the next guy and moving on to the next guy, and all I felt like I could do is just race someone on the same strategy as me, which was Alex. And um, I felt like we did a good job keeping him at bay all day. If you're passing cars, you're doing something right, right? Exactly. Robert, thank you so much. Appreciate your time.